Today is Wednesday, March 22nd, 2023. Will Trump be indicted or has Alvin Bragg been scared off? House GOP demands Bragg appear before Congress. He's in hot water. And Tara Reid joins the show. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. Ladies and gentlemen, if you are looking at your current judicial system and financial system and your current government, looking around the world and seeing China and Xi Jinping embrace Russia and create a new currency, ooh, man, destroying the petrodollar and the banking collapse, maybe you're sitting there saying, maybe we're not run by the smartest individuals. Perhaps now is time for me to diversify my savings a little bit into something that has had eternal value on Earth. And that is why I encourage you to consider acting now and getting invested in precious metals. You should use my friends at Allegiance Gold to do so. They have the highest rating in the industry. An A-plus from the Better Business Bureau, Allegiance Gold can help protect your IRA and 401k with physical gold and silver. You can also have it delivered securely to your doorstep. Gold and silver are the only assets that build value without depending on the government. Again, we are run by absolute imbeciles. Protect yourself today. Right now, get up to $5,000 in free silver with a qualifying investment when you visit protectwithbenny.com or call 844-66-BENNY, B-E-N-N-Y, protectwithbenny.com. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, what are we protecting our nation against? We are protecting our nation against the psychotic, screaming lib. This is the brain-damaged mutant individual who has been screaming ever since Donald Trump was rightfully elected president in 2016 and took the oath of office early in January of 2017. This is the individual who has been lied to for nigh on seven years that Donald Trump is a criminal, that Donald Trump deserves to be in handcuffs. They have been psychosexualizing this moment forever. They have been lying to their base and telling them that Donald Trump will soon be arrested. We're just seconds away from the walls closing in on Donald Trump, and they're back at it this morning. This was just broadcast moments ago on MSNBC. Again, listen to the psychosexual fantasies of these individuals on MSNBC literally licking their chops, literally getting on their gimp suits, putting on their ball gags, thinking about the moment that Donald Trump will have handcuffs slapped upon him and be fingerprinted. We, we kid you not, this looks like it's out of an SNL skit, but this is literally broadcast seconds ago on MSNBC. Everything we've been telling you is correct. These people have their entire worldview, their entire id has been wrapped up around the idea that Donald Trump needs to be arrested. And this, this is their moment. Oh, oh, gra- oh, grab the bottle of lotion. Watch MSNBC. I think it's different when you get in there and you're having, I, I could be wrong, but you know, we I call wouldn't that. know, but having your fingerprint taken and your picture you, you taken. You know what we call that, Mika. What? That's called whistling past the graveyard. He's not looking forward to any of it. He's horrified. He's just talking big. The walls are closing in as the, as has been said before this time. My God, look at all of it. They have. Now, I want to get back to the, the Republican lie. The main Republican lie right now is they're only charging Donald Trump. This is the politicalization of this statute of data. No. Let's give you some details on people. The walls are clothing in. Did you hear it? The walls are clothing in. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. It's year seven of the walls are closing in. They failed on Russiagate, which was a campaign finance violation, by the way, that Hillary Clinton had to pay millions of dollars for. Did you know that? Is Hillary Clinton in handcuffs? No, no. Of course not. They failed on impeachment, number one. They failed on impeachment, number two. They failed on the Mueller investigation. They have failed during the Mar-a-Lago raid, and we'll get to that in just a second. And they have succeeded never. And they may not succeed here. We are seeing a ton of news this morning that this is all fake, that this is being walked back, that they are totally rethinking this. They've either bitten off more than they can chew, or this was designed to distract you. And I'm possibly going to go into the designed to distract you camp. And I'll give you the entire argument as to why. But let's begin, ladies and gentlemen, with what they are charging Trump with. We cannot state it enough. We've done the research, so let's go. A porn star named Dormy, Stormy, Dormy, 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 Stormy. So whatever the hell her name is, Horseface, as she is called by Donald Trump, says that she had sex with Donald Trump. Okay. They both actually end up denying that claim, but nonetheless, that's where this all stems from. So Donald Trump pays off this nuisance lawsuit. You don't want that story in the news, so you pay it off. This is a normal thing for celebrities to do. 
celebrities, somebody bumps their car or dings them uh, in a parking lot or whatever, and they get a nuisance lawsuit slapped on them. Pay me a million dollars because you spilled Starbucks coffee on me. That's how this works. And the celebrities and their agents and their lawyers just pay them off to go away. Stormy Daniels is a nuisance lawsuit for Donald Trump. Now, Stormy Daniels has lost every single time she has tried to bring a lawsuit against Donald Trump. In fact, Stormy Daniels was told to pay $300,000 to Donald Trump because she has lost the lawsuit of defamation against Donald Trump. So this is the person that Donald Trump calls horseface. Okay, you can disagree with this. You can think it's funny. You can think it's bad behavior by Trump, whatever. It's normal if you're a huge celebrity and a superstar. And also, both of them said this didn't happen. Stormy Daniels straight up said, denied that this ever happened, that she ever had an affair with Donald Trump. So they both deny it, and Stormy Daniels has lost every lawsuit that she has brought against Donald Trump, including but not limited to her lawyer, whose name was Michael Avenatti. You might remember CNN fetishizing Michael Avenatti running against Donald Trump for president. That guy's in jail for 14 years for defrauding his clients, for lying under oath. So this is what they're bringing. It is so important to give you the context here because Joe Biden's Department of Justice and the Federal Elections Commission looked into these charges and decided not to bring them against Donald Trump. So then it falls as ding dong DA to finally crack the case because he has the evidence. It doesn't add up. And more importantly, it doesn't add up because Bill Clinton ain't in handcuffs. Now, why should Bill Clinton be in handcuffs? Well, because if you're actually looking for a guy who cheats on his wife, if you're actually looking for a guy that pays off the women that he cheats on his wife with, check out the New York Times, super right-wing conspiracy theory publication, the New York Times. Here you go. Bill Clinton paid Paula Joe's $850,000, nearly a million bucks, because he banged Paula Jones cheated on his wife and Bill Clinton was president at the time when he paid this. So if you're looking at an actual campaign finance violation, something that would help Bill Clinton, you know, his wife was running for Senate in New York at this time. You want to talk about real value for money to the Clinton family. There you go. You want to chuck someone in prison. There you go. So we just I know we've done this, but we want to give you the breakdown of what's actually happening. So what they're saying is that Donald Trump broke campaign finance by paying off this nuisance lawsuit. And what they've really done is they went to Donald Trump's lawyer. They broke him. OK, that's the real breaking. They took Michael Cohen. They put him under so much pressure. They broke this man. And now they're using Michael Cohen as an agitator to try and get Donald Trump. And they're trying to do this inside of New York. Now, this is not going to work out for a number of reasons, if they even bring these charges. And we have conflicting reports as to whether they're even going to bring these charges at all. Well, ladies and gentlemen, when Donald Trump, which which New York police officer is going to arrest Donald Trump? This is what it looks like when Donald Trump walks into a NYPD police station. Let's begin. (laughs) You have a question? Spotlight's on me, I guess. Are you going to run again, Mr. President? Oh, that's a tough question. <laughs> Actually, for me, it's an easy question. Okay. So, I mean, I know what I'm going to do, but we're not supposed to be talking about it yet from the standpoint of uh, campaign finance laws, which, frankly, are ridiculous, okay? You want to know the truth, but we have to live with it. But I think you're going to be happy. Let me put it that way, okay? I think you're going to be very happy. ...into the police station on the September 11th anniversary, two years ago, and the cops... This is what Trump's mugshot would look like, right? Here you go. Breaking, ladies and gentlemen, Trump's mugshot at the police station. Here it is. Got it. I got the exclusive. Look at all these guys grinning. Yo, Mr. President, you going to run again? That's the first thing he gets asked. These guys love Donald Trump. Which of these guys is going to arrest Donald Trump, huh? Which of these guys is going to go after Trump? Are you kidding me? They're like begging to donate to his reelection. Donald Trump was beloved and is still beloved by law enforcement. I've been on the tarmac with Donald Trump boarding his plane, and I watch him go to a man, shaking the hands of the cops and the police, the firefighters that are there to protect him. It's incredible, his love for these people. Trump blows right past the donors and goes straight to the cops. You've all seen him do this. There's this footage of him stopping the beast, stopping the presidential motorcade so he could hop out and thank a bunch of New Jersey firefighters just randomly on the side of the road. These guys are just standing there gawking. And Trump's like, pull over. I need to thank these guys. 
So which one of these guys are going to fingerprint him, huh? Ladies and gentlemen, are they setting us up? That's the question that I have. Are they trying to rig the news cycle? Something that I know from the news business is there's only so much oxygen out there. There's only so much that you can pay attention to. It is hard on this show to have the energy to deliver to all of the news stories. And we often, I mean, ask my executive producer, ALX, we are literally killing stories during the show because we just can't get to all of them. Sometimes we kill half the show. We just can't get to all the news. There's only so many cameras. There's only so much money. It's a finite resource, the oxygen that can be paid to news. Are they trying to rig the news cycle so that you're not paying attention to the actual big stories in the world? Were they bringing a fake indictment against Trump in order to get the attention off of, let's say, the collapsing petrol dollar, the collapsing banks, Joe Biden's inflation that remains skyrocketing? Are they looking away from China and Russia creating essentially a new axis of evil in the East and declaring that the American century is over? Do they not wish for you to see those things? Got to ask yourself these questions. Now, it's lucky, lucky for us, uh, Peppermint Patty, as she is known, uh, Chucky, Jen Psaki, whichever, whichever uh, name you wish to call her, was on MSNBC. And this clip we dug up from last summer. And she was on MSNBC saying that Democrats are in peril and that they are going to lose in the biggest landslide in American history unless they can do one thing. Guess what that one thing was? Take it away, Jen. And oh, by the way, Donald Trump is still the pre in some ways, not he's not the president of the United States in his mind. He may be. But in terms of his dominance over the news cycle, the yeah. multiple swirling investigations have made him a figurehead in, yeah. in, in the Republican Party and in national politics. Well, nothing's more of a driving and an uh, excitement factor like Donald Trump for Democrats. Right. I mean, they love to be opposed to him because they are um, independents. Many are don't want to see another reign of Trump. And uh, the more he engages in the race, the more he puts himself out there, the more it's a reminder of what's at stake to people. And having Trump on the ballot is a hugely energizing factor in a lot of these races. Well, Trump wasn't on the ballot. This is 2022. Donald Trump wasn't running for office. He hadn't even announced that he was going to run for president. That led us to put up this on Twitter this morning. Uh, is this a psyop? The arrest Trump news cycle is a psyop brought to you by the people truly responsible for wrecking the country. Look what we're not talking about this week. Collapsing banks, collapsing petrodollar, Biden China payments, China, Russia, New World Order, Ukraine, losing the war. Ladies and gentlemen, I go on to say in this Twitter thread that I am outraged. They are toying with the prospect of indicting Trump, and everyone should be furious about that. I certainly am. It would atomize our republic. It would prove the system is rigged. I'm saying that the DA is now walking it back. This is a distraction from the true criminals. A wrap-up smear. Look, Donald Trump's guilty of a crime. We've been promising that forever. Get on your gib suits. It's time to go into the basement. Is this another psyop to distract you? Is this exactly what they did during the Mar-a-Lago raid? Now, if you, we've done entire shows on this, but ladies and gentlemen, they waited till the 90-day mark before the midterm election to raid Mar-a-Lago, the absolute maximum point at which it would devastate Republicans because it would make the election all about Trump. I love Trump. I'm a fan of Trump. But that election was not about Trump. That election was about Biden and his failures and his dementia and his brain being broken. When libs, and they admit this on camera, are able to get Trump in the news, they are able to distract with the bright, shiny orange object from their failures. Is that what they're doing right now? Because this is one hell of a week for failures for Democrats. And now we are looking at Mar-a-Lago raid 2.0. They knew Trump was innocent there and they know Trump is innocent here. And they are going to use Trump as a shiny object to dangle in front of all the media to get ratings. You heard Joe Scarborough this morning. <sighs> You're whistling past the graveyard. You know, you, and the walls are closing in. The drool dripping from the, you know, the, 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 his eyes turning really beady and bloodshot. Joe Scarborough, he just can't wait. They're slobbering over this. These people are trying to distract you. And now 
Look at this article from this morning. New York Post. Uh, actually, the DA is saying we're not going to indict Trump, maybe. Trump has not been told whether he's going to be indicted or charged, according to sources. Huh. That's interesting. So they're going to walk it all back right when Xi Jinping and Vladimir Putin embrace and decide to destroy the American dollar, decide to destroy American Western capitalism, decide to destroy America. And right when we're starting to get the bank records for Joe Biden in China. Don't worry. We'll get there. Ladies and gentlemen, Donald Trump on Truth Social saying uh, precisely this. Donald Trump posting this image on Truth Social. Uh, the sources say there's a real chance that the district attorney may choose not to charge Trump. Oh, OK. Huh. Well, that's interesting. Let's go ahead and check in on exactly what the news cycle is this morning about this Trump indictment. And have we all been lied to in order to distract us from the real criminals? Take it away. Still trying to find out hour by hour what's going to happen today. Maybe the day we find out, though, if former President Trump will, after all, or not be indicted in New York City. However, it is unclear at this point if the grand jury is going to finish up hearing from witnesses or conclude its work by the end of the day. Trump and some high-profile Republican lawmakers remain highly critical of Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg. Trump claims Bragg's investigation into hush money paid to adult star Stormy Daniels amounts to political persecution. And this morning, House Oversight Chairman James Comer back Trump's views. So James Comer is going to go on and say in that clip, which we played for you in our cold, that this is a federal issue. And Joe Biden's own DOJ, which will charge anyone, a grandmother who has a Walgreens 25 cent American flag who walked into the U.S. Capitol because the U.S. Capitol Police ushered her in. They'll charge her. They'll put her in prison for the rest of her life. So Biden's DOJ was asked to prosecute this and they turned it down flat. They didn't even look at it. They said this is a specious charge. This is an absurdity. And of course, we're not going to do this. Then the Federal Election Commission went through and looked at this evidence and said, are you kidding me? No, get this out of our faces. We'll go charge Hillary Clinton, which they did. We'll go charge Barack Obama, which they did. Barack Obama had to pay $375,000 because he misused campaign funds. They've charged Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama, but they refuse to charge Trump. This ain't adding up. So then it falls to this Soros DA to sit there and come up with the magical evidence. Ladies and gentlemen, not even Trump's, uh, you know, not even Trump's team is able to like remotely entertain this friend of the show. Alina Haba was out in front of the court saying uh, this is insanity what they're doing. This ain't making sense to anyone, including the smartest people on Trump's legal team. Go. Former President Trump and possibly future President Trump has been completely unfairly treated. This is a politicization, politicization of our justice system. And I think it's a frightening time for our country, frankly. Uh, if Michael Cohen is a key witness, as we're hearing, if they're getting debunked testimony from other people, uh, th this is speaking for itself. And, and I, I hope that everybody's eyes are open. Uh, it would be a very, very grave mistake for them to indict President Trump. You talk to Mr. Trump every day, maybe multiple times a day. How does he feel? What is he telling you about the DA's case? Um, I think this is another day for the president. And I think that's the important thing to take away from this. Um, this is something that has been happening since he walked down the escalator at Trump Tower in, in uh, 2015, 2016, when he was running and, and won. Um, it is the way his life has turned, unfortunately. And he's given up a lot for this country. He had a great life before, I'll tell you that. And he's willing to continue to sacrifice. And I think that speaks volumes to his character and how much he loves this country. Alina Haba will be joining the show on Friday. ALX, check me if I'm wrong there, but we'll have Trump's attorney on this program, ladies and gentlemen, on uh, on Friday. So please tune in for that. Uh, and ladies and gentlemen, we have uh, the woman who has accused Joe Biden of sexual assault on the program today. Inclu speaking of things that they're trying to distract you from. Remember, Tara Reid will be joining the show very, very soon, and I very much look forward to my first interview with Tara Reid, uh, the woman who has accused Joe Biden of sexual assault, and no one cares about her story. Nobody cares about that at all. Oh, it's all about Donald Trump paying off a porn star. Let's put him in jail for that. And no one ever asks a single solitary question of Tara Reid. Well, we will ask. And we will bring you Tara Reid live here momentarily. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, there is a investigative reporter, speaking of doing it live, who is standing out front of the NYPD asking cops about this issue, about arresting Trump. And you wouldn't believe what these cops have to say. Check this out. 
Mark Naughton saying that he spoke with court officers outside of the courthouse house. They don't know any officers that would be taking Trump into custody or filling out the arrest report. You don't want to be the cop who does that. Are you kidding me? You're an oath breaker. You've like destroyed the U.S. Constitution if you're the officer who does this. Listen to this. Talk about how broke brain these individuals are. Talk about what mutants these people are. Apparently, D.A. Bragg is nuts, according to these individuals, and say that he would be the one who would cuff Trump himself. This guy, this goblin, this Soros goblin wants to cuff Donald Trump himself. Just in case you're wondering if this is a, a psychosexual fantasy thing for the left. This guy wants to be the one who does it. And he said so. You know, lucky for us, these people are on tape straight up promising that they'll arrest Trump. Well, on what charges? I don't care. Stalin. Stalin said, show me the man, I'll show you the crime. This is Stalinization of our American legal system. Watch. A lot of people are wondering, uh, whoever has this job, are they going to convict Donald Trump? Look, that 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 is uh, the number one issue. I'm the candidate in the race who has the experience with, with Donald Trump. I was the chief deputy in the attorney general's office. We sued the Trump administration over 100 times. And you believe it should happen? I, you know, I, I, I believe we have to hold him accountable. So, OK, so he's on there promising this guy, scum, Soros, billionaire, foreign billionaire funded scum. Talk about talk about rigging American elections, foreign billionaires coming in to elect guys like that who allow New York to again become a slaughterhouse for its individuals, people getting pushed in front of subway cars, getting just straight up murdered in the street. Alvin Bragg lets him back. It's like Gotham. He thinks he's Harvey Dent, but he's actually Bane in The Dark Knight Rises. This guy is making New York a slaughterhouse for its individuals and citizens, and he is raising misdemeanor charges, parking ticket charges. Essentially, what Donald Trump did was jaywalking based on law, okay, based on what they're trying to charge him with. So he's elevating jaywalking based on a personal vendetta and a grudge. So this guy's doing. Now, when guys, when people like Van Jones, all right, now Van Jones was so extreme, he got fired from the Obama administration. That's how extreme Van Jones is. Now, like all these people, they find their way to CNN to get paid money to be on camera. Van Jones is on CNN straight up saying, what the hell are you doing? Uh, you should not do this to Donald Trump. You will make Donald Trump Tupac. You will make Donald Trump a hero. What the hell are you doing? When Van Jones is the voice of reason, you got a real problem. Watch. I think that the heat uh, is on this DA. Uh, I think he's going to make a very sober decision, and I would not be surprised if he doesn't step back from the brink. I just think that the reality is uh, uh, he's got to make a sober decision now. Um, I agree uh, with David. Uh, a, a charge like this, uh, a porn star payoff seven years ago, uh, somehow tied to the election, but not really. Uh, it, does, it, it doesn't seem like the right way to go. So in a moment here, we'll tell you that Alvin Bragg may have gotten himself uh, a little bit underwater here. All right. Alvin Bragg, uh, a bit underwater, bit, bit biting off more than he can chew. And that man clearly knows how to chew and how to bite things off. Uh, maybe could do a little less biting. But ladies and gentlemen, Alvin Bragg is in some hot water. And Alvin Bragg is apparently maybe going to jail himself. So if there is a time when you would need uh, proper cell phone coverage and proper cell phone service, it would be if Alvin Bragg is the one who ends up being handcuffed and going to prison. And Rand Paul is promising that. And I would certainly want to make sure that my cell phone uh, is able to work and cover that if that ever happens. I would love to tweet that photo. That's why I use Patriot Mobile, ladies and gentlemen. Patriot Mobile is the only cell phone company in the country. That is a Christian conservative wireless provider. They offer dependable nationwide coverage on all three major networks so you can get the best possible service in your area. So if Alvin Bragg gets arrested and frog walked for going after Donald Trump on these specious charges, then, well, you can upload that to Twitter. Plus, all the coverage is guaranteed. If you're not happy with your coverage, you just switch back to any network for free. All this plus the knowledge that you're supporting a free speech, sanctity of life, Second Amendment, military company that puts first responders first. They're 100% 
U.S.-based customer service team makes switching easy. So go to patriotmobile.com slash Benny or call them right now at 878-PATRIOT. Get free activation with the offer code Benny. We stand together to support companies that share our values, and that is why The Benny Show runs with Patriot Mobile. Somebody who might be running from the law actually is Alvin Bragg. Now, this is interesting. Uh, You like the heat? Well, uh, if you don't like this heat, you might want to get out of the kitchen. Alvin Bragg never seen a kitchen that he wants to get out of. House Administration Chair Brian Steele. Alvin Bragg has until Thursday to come forward to Congress. Huh? What's this about? Turns out that Congress is now investigating Alvin Bragg for going after a presidential candidate and trying to rig our election system in America. Ladies and gentlemen, they released a letter. Uh, the House administration is asking now Alvin Bragg to come and testify. Yikes. Ladies and gentlemen, this is uh, very much not good. The GOP is seeking testimony now from Alvin Bragg as to why he is bringing these charges against Donald Trump, because none of it makes any sense. Again, none of this makes any sense. He actually doesn't have the legal authority to do this. Watch. I think when Bob Costello cut into that grand jury room and told them, wait a minute, you don't have the hundreds of pages I handed over to Alvin Bragg over here. You only have six cherry picked documents, you know, hiding from grand juries. Exculpatory information is reprehensible and unconscionable. And, you know, the conduct of Alvin Bragg and his henchman, Mark Pomerantz, who specifically says in his book, we're targeting zombie because we don't like his beliefs. Those guys should face disbarment proceedings. Disbarment proceedings for Alvin Bragg. That's what he is potentially facing. Alvin Bragg uh, may be ending his career here. McCarthy and Jim Jordan are reacting to this, essentially saying, uh, let's see, you're trying to bring federal charges inside of some teeny little DA's office for a federal crime that you are raising from a misdemeanor to a felony against a presidential candidate and the likely front runner for the GOP. Uh, no, pal, you're coming into Congress and you're going to answer questions about this. And there, this is, again, a federal issue. Congress has oversight over these kind of issues. And man, oversight is coming. Watch. He brags about lowering felonies to misdemeanors and not prosecuting. Federal District New York said this wasn't something they were going to pursue. The, the previous district attorney said this is something they weren't going to pursue. And even this district attorney said he wasn't going to pursue it. And then what happened? President Trump announces he's running for re-election and shazam. And oh, now we're going to pursue it. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the letter that was sent to Alvin Bragg. This is sending uh, – chills of Alvin Bragg's spine right now. Judiciary Chairman Jim Jordan and House Oversight is saying that they want Alvin Bragg in to Congress to testify. The letter sent to the Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg demanding communications, documents, testimony related to Bragg's unprecedented abuse of prosecutorial authority. Yikes. I mean, listen, guys, like this is what actual oversight looks like. It's very, very good. Jim Jordan having a much more full-throated response to this, saying that Bragg didn't initially take the case. This was called a zombie case. This was something that Alvin Bragg passed on. So now what they are doing is like reaching down into the sewer to try and just drum up something. It's not good. And I very much look forward to Alvin Bragg taking questions on this with Jim Jordan at the helm. Watch. You can see this coming a mile away. How dangerous yeah. is this? No, it's very scary. And by the way, Jay, great monologue. You laid it out. I mean, think about it. It's President Trump for this. It was going after parents who showed up at school board meetings. If you're a traditional Catholic, you were you were labeled a domestic extremist. If you're pro-life, you're targeted by this Justice Department. So, I mean, if they can do it to a president, they can do it to anybody. And they are. That's the scary thing. And then when you think about this prosecutor, understand the Department of Justice didn't take this case. The federal district of New York didn't take this case. Cy Vance, the former district attorney, didn't take this case. And even Alvin Bragg, when he got the job, didn't take the case. He only is now taking the case and bringing the case forward because of what? Because Donald Trump announced he's running for president and he's winning in every single poll. This is political and the country sees it for what it is. You- we know these members of Congress very well. James Comer has been a guest and friend on the show. Jim Jordan did 30 minutes with us last week. We know these members of Congress very well. We text with them. We communicate with them. They're not messing around here. 
you're not allowed to do this. And this is why, again, ladies and gentlemen, as infuriating as the Republican Party can be at times, you must consider always your elections everywhere down to the very state level, to your very municipality elections, which I just voted in our municipality elections last week. Your vote counts. Your vote matters. Don't get black pilled. This stuff matters. The only reason that Alvin Bragg is in this DA position is because George Soros is able to sneak in there and put a complete frothing at the mouth, wild-eyed radical in charge. And now look what they're able to do to our republic, what they're able to do to the presidential candidate that you may want to choose. And that's what this is about. This is about saying you are or are not allowed to run for president. It's great to rig the game when you can just determine who runs for president. Mark my words. This is about Donald Trump should never have been allowed to run for president in 2016. We should never have allowed him to run. Because by letting him into the race, well, then he can beat us. And he did. So that's why they're terrified. But the people who should actually be terrified is Alvin Bragg. Check this article out, ladies and gentlemen. Manhattan DA accused of hiding hundreds of pages of exculpatory evidence from grand jury in Trump case. This is big. Fox News legal analyst Greg Jarrett on Hannity, we just played you this clip, said that the prosecutorial misconduct is insane in this banana republic court that's being run right now by Alvin Bragg. It calls for the just disbarment of the attorneys involved in the case. Harvard law professor Alan Dershowitz is saying that his perspective on the charges being brought by the Manhattan DA, you know, in my new book, Get Trump, I go through all the four allegations and say there's plenty of smoke. There's absolutely no fire. This is Alan Dershowitz. And if there were a fire, it would be set by the arsonists. People are saying now that Alvin Bragg is the one who deserves to be disbarred. Uh, Donald Trump is capitalizing on this, by the way, tr how Trump's team is capitalizing on his arrest and indictment. This, according to The New York Post, there's no such thing as bad publicity. If you're Donald Trump, spies tell page six that Donald is in high spirits in advance of the possible arrest and indictment. <laughs> Sources even say that Trump wants the potential arrest to be a high profile affair for maximum exposure. Ladies and gentlemen, a source said that Trump's team, they are very pumped about this. The Manhattan DA and NYPD, uh, even the Department of Justice, were trying to work out a quiet handover coordinated by the Secret Service. Trump wants none of that. If an indictment and arrest happens, he wants it to be public. Trump wants to walk out like this. Chris Rock yesterday, news broke that Chris Rock at an award ceremony that Nancy Pelosi and a bunch of Biden officials attended in Washington, D.C., was saying, what the hell are you doing to Nancy Pelosi? saying you're going to make the guy Tupac. He's going to sell more records. If you arrest Trump, if you frog walk him, if you put him in cuffs, you are going to prove Trump was right about everything. Even when Trump was wrong, you're going to prove he's right. The system is rigged against you, the American people, because the American people see themselves as Donald Trump. It is the magic of Donald Trump. The magic of Trump is that people see themselves as him. They see him as their defender. That is his magic man. That's why he can go to East Palestine and buy Big Macs. And people just love it. Check out the supporters at Mar-a-Lago after the announcement that Donald Trump may be indicted today. We're along the bridge that goes to the president's resident, uh, former president's residence, Mar-a-Lago, just an earshot away from him are all the protesters that you're seeing here. These are Trump supporters that have gathered several dozen of them over the last few hours with their signs, with their flags, showing their support, their solidarity with the former president, and also their disdain over what's happening in New York. They view the case there as purely politically motivated, and they feel that an attack on the president is an attack on them. So even if there isn't an indictment, the president, former president has achieved a few things here. One is to dominate the national conversation over the last several days, but also this to give his supporters a new rallying point. Yep, a rallying point and careful what you wish for, man. It may be Alvin Bragg being brought in in chains. Republican Senator demands Alvin Bragg be put in jail. Rand Paul says Trump indictment would be a disgusting abuse of power. Calls from the Manhattan DA to be thrown behind bars. Rand Paul tweeting this. A Trump indictment would be a disgusting abuse of power. The DA should be put in jail. Yo, Rand Paul ain't effing around. Neither is Ted Cruz, who ran against Donald Trump for president in 2016. Utter and complete crap. Ted Cruz slams Manhattan DA's political persecution of Donald Trump. If you were looking to galvanize the Republican base, you've done it. This is why they are backing up from this.
They're saying, my God, what have we done? Trump claiming arrest is imminent trounces DeSantis in new 2024 poll. Donald Trump's poll numbers have gone through the roof. Trump leads DeSantis 54 to 26 as the Florida governor, who has yet to formally announce 2024 poll, uh, said, uh, but is expected to run as a lead contender, uh, is polling his lowest since they began this poll as of Friday. Trump was leading DeSantis 51 to 29. Donald Trump is now gaining because people will see themselves as Donald Trump. That is the magic of Donald Trump. And more importantly, and I think this is very important to state as a strong supporter of Donald Trump's first term in office. Uh, Donald Trump had a lot of great things to run on. World peace was one of them. When Donald Trump was president, everyone was scared shitless. Everyone was so terrified. Donald Trump talked with us about this when we were on his plane. Donald Trump was telling us, yo, I would bring in like John Bolton. I would bring in the guys who executed the Iraq war, not because I liked the Iraq war. I wanted to end all wars. And he did, but because they would scare everyone. No one was going to F around on Donald Trump. No one was going to try and create a new world order when Donald Trump was president. They respected the man. Kim Jong-un went to meet the man. You had world peace. You've never had world peace. I'm nearly 37 years old. You've never had world peace in my lifetime. I was born in 1986. We have not had world peace. There has been a manufactured crisis that America has stuck its nose in and bled either our treasure or our actual literal blood of our patriots on the battlefields of foreign countries and foreign wars, and many of them are utterly and totally meaningless. We've had Vietnams in my lifetime, American humiliations in my lifetime, Iraq and Afghanistan. God bless the men and women who served over there. I love you. You are my compatriots. But these idiots who executed that war and lied us into war, they're the real criminals here. Okay? And Donald Trump was the first president in my lifetime that did not get us involved in a new war, that actually slaughtered and killed the bad guys in hilarious fashion. He died like a dog. Remember it? Man, best Donald Trump. Th there were a lot of great moments. Best Donald Trump moment ever. Bag daddy, we hunted him like a dog. He died like a dog. I watched it. Best moment. But now look. Look at what they want to distract you from. Xi Jinping declares change is coming that hasn't happened in 100 years as experts explain how inept Western leaders are paving the way for autocrats to take over the world by failing to tackle domestic issues. China and Russia joining together are the one thing that should not happen. This is the one thing that should scare the hell out of you. Iran screaming about a nuclear weapon. Yeah, sure. Like little civil wars in Africa. Things even in South America, those things should not necessarily bother you as much as this, because China and Russia have the resources, the financial capability, the military, and also the projection of power around the world to actually challenge American hegemony. If you are looking for a smarter, better World War Three axis of evil, I can't name one than this. And this is all happening under Joe Biden. Now, I spoke with a friend of mine who does intelligence for the United States military and is a 20 plus year veteran for intelligence for the United States military. And he is absolutely, utterly gobstopped and baffled, jaw on the floor over this. This is the one thing you're not supposed to allow to happen. The one mission of the CIA and the intelligence agencies and the deep state was to keep China and Russia apart. There are a lot of reasons why you should keep them apart. They're actual natural enemies. China doesn't like Russia. Russia doesn't like China. There's some huge blood feuds that go back centuries. But this is what it looked like yesterday when Xi Jinping and Vladimir Putin embraced and essentially talked openly about the destruction of Western democracy in America. Watch. Hey, Chinese President Xi is expected to wrap up his high-profile visit to Moscow. Both the Chinese and Russian leaders say they are eager to strengthen their diplomatic ties. And now we're hearing from Russian President Putin about China's proposal to end the war in Ukraine. Over this three-day trip, China and Russia have signed two different agreements, one affirming their partnership, the other a promise to expand economic ties. As for Ukraine, China says it's ready to broker its 12-point plan to end the conflict, China calling for a ceasefire to fighting in Ukraine and an end to sanctions. Putin weighed in on all of this on Tuesday, telling reporters, quote, we believe that many points of China's peace plan are in sync with Russian approaches and could form a basis for a peaceful settlement. So what you're looking at here is the new world order that's being created by the 
country through a Chinese oil company that paid Joe Biden millions of dollars. Now, that seems to be the most important news on planet Earth right now. There is no bigger story. doesn't seem to be. That is the biggest story in the world, that the communist Chinese paid the Bidens and are now forming a new currency, a new financial system, and a new world order without America's approval, actually in spite of America, because they view us as weak and they view our leaders as corrupt. And China knows they're corrupt because they actually paid the Bidens. James Comer is demanding Biden correct his dishonest denial that his family got millions from Hunter's China deal. House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer is demanding President Biden correct his misleading and dishonest denial that members of the Biden family received more than $1 million for Hunter Biden's dirty deals with the Chinese. Now, why would the Chinese give the Bidens millions of dollars? They don't just do that. Has the Chinese government ever given you millions of dollars? The reason they do this is in order to buy favor, in order to buy American energy, in order to create a new world order without America. They pay off our corrupt and our elites, and then our elites in turn either turn a blind eye, don't prosecute, or worse yet, get elected president and then go super soft on China, lower all the sanctions and do everything China wants because they know that they've been bought and sold. And in an instant, China could just release the information they have on the Bidens. Hunter Biden traveling over there on Air Force Two to sign these billion dollar contracts. And Joe Biden, who lies straight up saying, oh, yeah, that never happened. We have the bank records, pal. Watch James Comer just like breathless about this. But Congressman, tonight you're demanding that Biden correct what you're saying is his dishonest denial about making money off China through his son. Uh, tell us more about the steps you're taking. We're the fact checkers on this. We provided the bank records that show the bank wire transactions over a million dollars worth into at least three and possibly four, because one of the bank wires just said Biden on it. And we haven't figured out who that person is. But three of his family members received over a million dollars from uh, the Chinese Communist Party. Now, why did they do that? And, and Joe Biden has lied about that. He has continually lied about it and lied about it again. But yet, no one in the mainstream media is holding him accountable for that lie. We want him to apologize for his lie. And my goodness, where is the media to fact check this guy? We provided bank records. They can't say it's Russian disinformation anymore. They have the bank records. We've showed them to you on this show. The bank records come from Bank of America. You can see the dollar amount not just delivered from the Communist Chinese Party to Joe Biden to buy him off. What exactly did the Biden sell? They're not Elon Musk. This is not a, a family that actually creates anything. They're selling our government. They're selling us, the American people. They're selling the systems that they didn't build, that they have no right to strip off of the Titanic as they view America, and they're selling them to the highest bidder, our enemies, the people who are saying they're going to create a new world without America. How's that going to work out for your children? How do you think your children or grandchildren will function under a co communist Russian dictatorship? And even in the face of the bank records, Joe Biden walks out onto the White House lawn and just says the sky is purple. Watch. Any ration to House GOP's memo about your family dealings, sir? Any ration to House GOP's new memo about your family dealings, sir? Family dealings. Yes, you're um, revealing that um, Hunter Biden's business associate sent over a million dollars to three of your family members. Any reaction to that report? Do you have any reaction to the Russian jet that took down the U.S. drone? Mr. President. So he says no. He says it's fake. I mean, you're just you're looking at the evidence right before your very eyes. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we are honored to bring to the show somebody who understands Joe Biden lying possibly more than anyone on Earth. And that's saying a lot. Ladies and gentlemen, former Joe Biden staffer joins the program now. Her name is Tara Reid, and we're honored to have her. Tara, thank you for being on the program. Uh, we deeply appreciate your time, and also we deeply appreciate your story, uh, especially from uh, uh, your background. This seems to be uh, quite devastating. I'd like to read to you 
read a tweet that you sent earlier this week that sort of aligns with our show and the distraction tactics that are being used currently. I'm not a former porn star, nor did I receive hush money. I was a Senate staffer for Joe Biden when he sexually assaulted me in 1993. To date, no investigation, only media attacks and trolls aimed at me. Again, where is the investigation? Can you please, as you watch Joe Biden lie and lie and lie again on the record, like tell us what does that mean to you? Well, first, thanks for having me on the show. And, you know, it's it's uh, it's an honor to be on. I, I follow your work. Um, I, you know, was a lifelong Democrat. And when I was a young person, I wanted to even get into politics and uh, applied after I had done an internship with Leon Panetta and I had worked a congressional race. I applied at Joe Biden's office when he was a senator and got the job. And I was thrilled at that time to have that job in my 20s. And I didn't know, you know, what I was walking into. Um, and, you know, frankly, in my opinion right now, looking at the Biden administration, it's it's like a crime scene more than an administration. Um, and what I walked into was uh, I saw corruption that had nothing to do with my case already kind of bubbling up just as a very young staffer. And I wasn't a high level staffer, but you still get exposed to things because, you know, you're like a fly on the wall sort of when you're listening to them all talk. Um, and he, he has long ties that go back with the big pharma with other big um, industry. And, you know, it's obvious he wasn't serious about politics. Um, then it came to the sexual harassment. I was sexually harassed, harassed in his office. He would put his hands on me underneath my hair, massage my sh shoulders. I was asked to serve drinks because he liked my legs um, and I refused and things like that. But it culminated with um, one day I was asked to bring him a gym bag and he sexually assaulted me. Um, I did go to my supervisors about the sexual harassment. I went all the way, I followed protocol. I even filed a paper and I wanted to file a report with the Senate um, that has disappeared. I've been told that it's um, sealed in the University of Delaware. People have asked Joe Biden to release it and he said it's not in the public interest to release those files. Um, there's been, uh, you know, uh, I think law firms that have tried to get it um, and other files, um, you know, released and he has them all sealed. He has a pattern of dishonesty and a pattern of corruption. Um, what happened to me wasn't just the assault, but when I rebuffed him, you know, he I'll never forget it. It, it resonated with me throughout my life. He told me I was nothing. You know, I was nothing. And um, he said those words and he used his power and his resources to silence me in various different ways. And um, I knew that day that my career aspirations were over and um, it wasn't just the assault. It was just the totality of everything that happened. He was a very powerful man. I had said no. And he then made sure that I couldn't get another job on the Hill and I didn't. So going forward now and watching, I tried in 2019 and 2020 when I came forward to tell everyone about who Joe Biden was, not just my personal case, but also, you know, I study geopolitics. I have a law degree. I have a background and I write and do all that. And I said he will start a war with Russia. And I was given so much pushback for that. I was called a Russian agent, a Putinist, whatever. But I said he will he will lead us into war. Now, I'm not a Republican and I did not vote for Donald Trump, but. Donald Trump didn't get us into any wars. Mm -hmm. Joe Biden has, and the administration has, and we're fighting a proxy war against Russia. And now, as you pointed out in your show, there's an alliance between Russia and China. And, you know, the Biden administration has led us down to this road of ruin. We have banks that are collapsing, our infrastructure is collapsing. And, you know, you aired his response when he was asked a direct question with physical evidence, with bank records, and he still denies it. You know, regarding my case, he would lie straight to the cameras. He was on, I think, the Morning Joe show and just lied flat out. Um, and, you know, it, it's it's frustrating to see because it's not just my case. You know, I'm I've, moving forward, I'm hoping for justice. I did reach out 
and say I wanted to go under oath that I would testify in Congress. I have received a response. We are going to meet and there is a possibility there will be an investigation into Joe Biden. And I will go under oath and I will testify. Wow. And you'll testify to what you just told us here on the show, that Joe Biden sexually assaulted you. With even more detail, yes. And there, I have, I have people that I told at the time. I have, um, there's written documents and legal documents that, that there's corroborating evidence. Mm-hmm. Not only that, but there are other women who have not come forward, who were so afraid to come forward, obviously, because of the way I was treated, um, you know, publicly. They're afraid of having their lives destroyed. That I think in the congressional, you know, if there was a congressional investigation, um, that mechanism would provide safety for people to come forward that haven't been able to. Yeah. I mean, I guess my opening question is you, you were sort of one of the original canaries in the coal mine to like, this man is a liar. He mm-hmm. says he's in favor of women. He says he's a champion of women. He's a liar. It's hypocrisy. And not, yes. And, and and the American public didn't didn't listen to you when you screamed at the top of your lung. Very brave. I mean, it's the bravest thing I've ever seen anyone do because you stood to gain nothing. Right. And you you also you're not some red hat wearing Trump MAGA Republican. You just are someone who seems to be interested in the truth about someone's moral character who stood to wreck our country. And now he's wrecking our country and lying. And you were the one who was standing athwart history, screaming into the abyss. He's a lie. He will do horrible things to this. He did horrible things to me. And he's a liar. I mean, it it was stunning when I came forward, the machine that came after me. It was unreal. I was threatened with prison. They accused me of doing perjury. Yes, I was accused because I was an expert witness for domestic violence victims. They used some of those testimonies and said I lied about my education. I never did. They accused me of perjury that would have equaled up to 25 years in prison. I mean, that's the kind of like, and it was um, a bunch of troll farms got together and emailed and called the Monterey County DA in California saying to lock me up, to have me locked up. Well, of course, they didn't charge me. It didn't go anywhere because I never lied. They tried to intimidate me that way. They, but the thing is, Benny, I, I worked and I've been trained. I mean, all the tactics they use, I know. And so they yeah. can't use any tactics on me. They, they wanted to vilify me because that's their playbook, right? They vilify the person coming forward. The me too means nothing to them. It's all hypocrisy. They use it when it politically suits them. If it's um, against a Democrat, like what happened with Cuomo, they throw the victims under the bus. And Time's Up has been dismantled because those were former Obama administrative aides that were running uh, uh, Time's Up. That's all been dismantled now. It got for corruption because of what they did in the Cuomo case and, of course, in mine. There's even text messages between top Cuomo aides saying, um, look look at what happened with Tara Reid and Joe Biden. We can now victim shame on the record. And what people need to understand is how deep this corruption goes. This isn't just Joe Biden. This is the elites of the Democratic Party. And it needs to be exposed, all of it. And I think that's what's starting to happen. They're trying to distract us with the Trump thing. Um, and I, you know, and I just have to laugh. Trump is who he is. I don't agree with everything he says, but he didn't get us into a war. He didn't take us to this place that we are now on the, you know, on the brink of nuclear war. He didn't, you know, he didn't lie about that. He didn't say that he was taking, you know, he doesn't take money from foreign governments and as bribes. And Hunter Biden, you know, I mean, talk about nepotism. This is beyond nepotism. This is money laundering. You know, we just we've spent over a hundred billion dollars in Ukraine for weapons and AIDS. Three three hundred and fifty million was just approved yesterday. Meanwhile, our infrastructure is falling apart. Working people can't get by and can't access medical housing basics. We have the highest homeless rate in history. Our cities are they're disgusting now. And this is all because of Democratic leadership. And I say this as someone who was a Democrat and the corruption is out of control. So rather than focusing on Donald Trump, I hope they turn their focus to the real problem, which is the Biden administration and where we are right now. And I'd like some justice in my own case. Yes. I would like to return to your to your tweet 
because you have such a, a, a breadth of knowledge here and we we can't think of a better guest for this specific show and this topic of them attempting to brush under the rug the real issues here. Now, your case has, of course, far more credibility than anything they ever brought against Kavanaugh, and I, I don't want to even compare you to that, um, but you say that no one's ever even reached out to you. No one's even attempted to contact you. Has Joe, has Joe, Bo has Joe Biden or anyone from his orbit ever even tried to make things right, to reach out to you at all? Or do they just, as the story goes, they just fi they just fired you when you became a nuisance and hoped you would go away forever and then tried to destroy your career? Yeah, that was that was basically the trajectory. In fact, the assistant press secretary, Evelyn Lieberman was the press secretary at the time, and her assistant um, had knew that I had filed the paper, the sexual harassment paper, and knew that I was going to, didn't know about the sexual assault, but knew that there were problems. He had been witness to that, whatever. And he said to me, Tara, if you go forward with this, we will effing destroy you. And I was in my 20s. That was a really frightening thing to hear from one of the most powerful offices. Remember, Joe Biden at the time was chairman of the judiciary, chairman of the Foreign Relations Committee. He was at the peak of his power at that time as a senator. Not as powerful as he is now, but almost. But he was he was um, more mentally present, obviously, yeah. um, and definitely a force. So that was very frightening at the time. And my mother, I, I, it's come up, people have aired it, but my mother was so upset after what happened to me. She called the Larry King show without my permission and was on the Larry King show. And that tape's been shown where she was trying to talk about it. Um, yeah. So, I mean, there's, there's a lot of co um, cooperating evidence that will be brought forward that hasn't been seen. I, there is a police report, but, but what's really remarkable. And I want to talk about this to, to people who, if this could happen to me, it could happen to anyone. I had a political machine come after me and take a wrecking ball to my life. I couldn't get work. I lost my housing. I lost everything financially. I mean, everything, everything. And I had my pets threatened. Someone threatened to kill my horse or kidnap him, threatened what? to kill me. My daughter was gone after. Yeah, it was very awful. <clears throat> so I went to help, right? I went for help to the FBI not knowing that they had issued, and it came to light later, sealed search warrants into my Twitter. And I've shared those, that there's articles so people can look them up online. They can see the search warrant. Um, but the uh, attorney for Twitter got a hold of me and said, hey, and gave me a copy. This is a sealed warrant for all your communications for the DOJ. They've opened a case. To this day, I don't know what it's about. But they got all my communications, and that's the Biden's DOJ. So when people call it the Biden's FBI and the Biden's DOJ, they're right. So if you can imagine, Benny, I was scared and wanting to go for help, and there was no one to help me. My God. So you, of course, called this administration. You said it before the 2020 election, months before. You said this is what who this man is morally, and you yeah. should not put him in the most powerful position in the world. He's not a morally sound individual. Mm -hmm. What is, what are you hoping for as it pertains to a potential investigation or testimony here with Congress? Uh, what, what would you look to, what, what do you look to accomplish here? What, what would you like to see? Well, realistically, it would just be a huge step to be able to testify under oath to the truth of what happened to me that day and go into detail and describe what happened and, and go from there. What I would hope and what I think should happen based on my case and what I know of other things that are going on, I think it's, I, in my opinion, Joe Biden shouldn't have been president in the first place and he should be impeached. Mm -hmm. I think that there are people around him financially gaining um, that shouldn't be. I think he's used his office to peddle influence. And I think there's plenty of evidence of that. So this isn't just me with some vendetta. This is... Um, the whole picture is that it's damaging our country. It's damaging the world. And we need to at least have it investigated. So my hope is, of course, I want vindication. I want justice. I want him held accountable. Realistically, just being able to testify is a, is, is a really positive step. Uh, final question, and it's 
you know, it, it, it's one I think that is incredibly important as it pertains to the moral character again of the uh, the left. When you hear them say that they are champions of women, have you experienced that? Not at all. Not at all. I mean, where was the Me Too movement? Alyssa Milano was was doing word salads to get around my case. You know, and you had asked me earlier about politicians, about reaching out. I wrote letters to um, Bernie Sanders, to Kamala Harris, to, you know, several of them. And you know what my, their responses were? Silence. Absolute, utter silence. Yeah, they don't. If it's a Democrat, they won't. They won't deal with it. So the Me Too movement was a hypocrisy. It was simply an identity politic issue that the Democrats used to run a platform on and then dumped it when it was inconvenient. Tara, you write about this in your book, Left Out, When the Truth Doesn't Fit In. This is available on Amazon. We also encourage everyone in this audience to go and follow Tara in on her Twitter account which is a source of uh, great information. Uh, where else can they find your work? You have a podcast, right? I do. It's called, thank you for bringing that up. It's called The Politics of Survival. And I'll be on this Friday night. I have some guests from East Palestine, Ohio, to talk about that. Because, by the way, Joe Biden has not even visited those poor people um, that are part of that, you know, that terrible disaster that happened and are suffering. That's right. God bless you. And you, again, I, I'm not sure that I've ever seen anyone braver. I don't think anyone stood to gain less by coming forward and fighting a bigger monster than what you did in the year 2020 by speaking truth. And we commend you for that. And we say thank you. And we hope that you become a friend of the show. Thank you so much. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, Tara Reid. All right, ladies and gentlemen, jumping in here, and that was, wow, a powerful, a powerful interview. Sometimes you, you start an interview, you're like, I don't even know. I don't even know where to go. Like, I want to ask you so many questions. I want to sit down for the next two hours, and we're actually working on a long-form interview format here on the show. Again, we thank you very, very much uh, if you uh, – uh, we thank you very, very much for once again tuning in and for making this all possible uh, for us. We want to bring this information to light. We want to book interviews that other people won't book or tell stories that other people don't want to tell because they're too inconvenient for the powerful. Uh, we want to make the powerful uncomfortable. Tara Reid certainly does that. Um, and we're looking to do more of it. So again, we just profoundly, from the bottom of our hearts, we thank you for supporting us. Uh, speaking of someone who probably needs some support physically and definitely mentally, Joe Biden stumbles over poem twice and humiliates himself at awards ceremony. This from yesterday. So this is the person that Tara Reid was talking about, Joe Biden. Joe Biden is declining, and it is severe. And this is, again, a thing that they are looking to distract you from. Joe Biden tried to recite a poem. He was utterly incoherent yesterday. Sounds like he was on drugs. Sounds like he was drunk or out of his mind or in need of a, a home, like an institution. Listen to this. Anything is possible in America. An engineer, poet, Cuban-American, Richard Blanco, uh, returned to a poem he wrote from the second inaugural of Barack and me. A poem, one today, says, And always one moon, like a silent drum, tapping at every rooftop and every window on every in, of every county, country. I'm, let me start this over again. I'm getting so intimidated by being here <laughs> and always one moon like a silent drum tapping on every rooftop and every window of one country county county all of us facing the stars hope a new constellation waiting for us to map it waiting for us to name it together you know that's what we you know hope is uh, i was once asked by xi jinping to define america for real, we were in the Tibetan plateau. I said, possibilities, hope. That's it. Oh my God! He told the Xi Jinping story. Define America in one word. Dude, somebody who's also past his prime, Bruce Springsteen, was at the White House because, of course, there's nothing else going on in the world right now. There's a, there's no like existential crises to America's existence that's going on right now. Arrest Trump! You see, Trump's in handcuffs. Got it? Look over here, shiny object, pay no attention. 
to the collapse of the petrodollar in your banks, to my sexual assault allegations. No, no, no. No, watch Bruce Springsteen get an award and me mumble incoherently a different language than English to Bruce Springsteen. Speaking of good things in music, the boss is here. The boss is here. As they say in South Philly and North Wilmington, a Jersey boy. I just want you to know, Bruce, there was a lawsuit that was between the governor of Delaware and the governor of, of New Jersey, and it's now a matter of law. We owe we own Delaware, owns the Delaware up to the high water mark in New Jersey. <laughs> so for all I know, I could claim you as part of Delaware before that. And that's when FDR decided to get on the Titanic and do the Charleston with Superman. And it was great. And I sat there with my best friend, Corn Pop, and he got out his razor blade and he shaved me and it was great. <sighs> Oh, it's so hard. That's the guy. That's the guy who's apparently running the country. Does that make you feel good? Does that make you feel confident? Uh, no, that makes me feel very, very scared. I am very, very scared, actually, for the future and the future of this nation. We fight very, very hard here on this program, but when we feel fear and when we feel like things are wildly spinning out of control, that is when we must look to a higher power. That is when we must look to actual truth, when you have known egregious, cretinous liars like Joe Biden, who look like the bad guy out of the poltergeist running your country. It's time to actually recognize these people are not actually in charge. God is in charge. Whew, take a deep breath. God is in charge. And God tells us this. Do not be anxious for anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Philippians 4, 6. Do not be anxious for anything, this whole psyop about Donald Trump and the arrest and the attack on our country, well, it's bad. It certainly is. But it's not anything worse than what your ancestors had to go through. And you're here today. And we are here today because of the same thing that got our ancestors here, which is faith in the Lord and a pursuit, a light that we look to that is away from this temporal world and organizing our lives correctly. That is how we carry on. And that is how we win, actually, because God promises that we shall be victorious. We organize our lives, God, family, country. And ladies and gentlemen, we're going to stay that course. We're going to stay it right here on this show. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. See ya.